Three billion human lives ended on August 29, 1997. The survivors of the nuclear fire called the war Judgment Day. They lived only to face a new nightmare, the war against the machines. The first Terminator was programmed to strike at me in the year 1984, before John was born. It failed. The second was set to strike at John himself when he was still a child. As before, the Resistance was able to send a lone warrior, a protector for John. It was just a question of which one of them would reach him first. Okay, boys, this is the big one. We have Aliens, we have Empire, and we have Gremlins 2, the new batch. But before we get to that, how does the Terminator lose weight? By counting Kyle Reese. (laughs) 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 Guys, how's it going? Uh, It was all right until you said that joke. Yes, sorry about that. That was... That was the most polite one terrible. I could say. It was, it was terrible. <laughs> should have stuck, stuck with the original one, mate. Jeez. No, God, yeah. <laughs> Potentially. Um, oh. So, well, uh, yes. I mean, this is, for me, this is probably one of the one of the biggest films I think we've done. Um, yeah. Terminator, well, Terminator 2. 2, Judgment Day. No, it's 91. I know. It's, it is, do you think it is the biggest one? We've done a few. One of the biggest, like, one of the biggest ones. I mean, it's up there with your... It's like the Back to the Futures, your Aliens, you know, your Star Wars, I think. Um, and there's an argument that could be made is for this. Is this one of the best movie sequels of all time? Definitely. Yep. I'd have to say so. I think it's up there with one of the best. Like what is say. the best? What do you think? Well, it's not John Wick 2. Is it? Oh, oh, it's got to be, yeah, yeah, be John Wick 2, isn't it, Steve? Shut up. <laughs> Freaking John Wick. Um, well, it's up there, isn't it? It's up there in the conversation, definitely. Um, yeah, you've got Aliens, because that yes. was epic, but it was completely it was. different to the first one. Um, in the sense of it, you know, it, there was a lot more action to it. Um, but this one, it just continues the story, doesn't it? And it does it in such an epic way. Um, yes. So yeah, I think it's up there with one of the best sequels. Definitely. It is good. I mean, you got. I think you got the Star Wars. You got Superman. I mean, they're as you say, the aliens. I mean, they're all very, very good. Raiders of the Lost Ark. They're brilliant as well. I mean, mm. you'd even go. I, I like Jaws one and two. To be honest, I think they're both. I know it's a virtually a copy, but just in a different part of the water. But yeah, I, th- I think expectation-wise. There was so much on this film, so much riding on it from how big the first one was, especially with the special effects as well. They pushed limits on the first one. So I think on the second one, the expectation of where they were going to go was incredible, really, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, definitely. And that shows in the amount of budget there was in this one compared to the first one. Yeah, it was absolutely enormous. I mean, a budget of 102 million, which is absolutely insane in 1991. Yeah, it was the most expensive film for quite a while, wasn't it? Until, you know, such things as Waterworld and other things like that popped along. So yeah. it was it was huge. Um, the, obviously, the franchise really kicked off after the first one and everything they did with it. 
and like you said, with so they did it with such little money and so much effort to Have make you got something Maraca, so good. James? No, I sorry, I was scratching my beard. <laughs> um, I had I had like an it. I had like I had to do it with my other. No, because I've got a really bad. My elbow really hurts. I, I, I so you're scratching my elbow. your beard. <laughs> yeah, no, I had to scratch it with the other hand, but the other hand is near. The other hand was obviously near the mic. Well, did you say you had sex with the other hand? No, 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 no. <laughs> God's sake. No, I hurt my elbow. I've got like, like loads of liquid there. It really hurts when I press it. And I, um, yeah, it might be infected, so I might have to go to the hospital if I get a temperature and get it drained. You've I'll been skateboarding? Yeah. I've not been skateboarding. I'm not that cool. I'm not, I'm not like you two. <laughs> I could not, pull that, could not pull that shit off. I've never been skateboarding in my life, honestly. No? Um, oh. No, Michael J. Fox. No, definitely not. I, I could not pull skateboarding off. I can pull a lot of things, but skateboarding isn't one of them, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you could pull a lot of things. <laughs> I, did, I did it once and removed half my face, so I never did it again. Are we, are, are we talking about skateboarding still? Yes, yes. We are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the other, right, was the entirety of my face. Oh, no. Oh, wow. That's, that's some pull. That is. <laughs> you see a doctor, mate. Oh, come on. Gosh. Um, I was too embarrassed. Oh, I understand. I understand. But what... But, what, what, um, what is not embarrassing though? Terminator 2. No, exactly. It's just the same people back again, isn't it? It is. It is in reverse words. Now, here's the thing. Had I watched this one before uh, Terminator 1. So this was my first Terminator film. Ooh. What one thing I, I saw in the trailer, I can't remember, but what kind of... It didn't ruin it for me. But when if you haven't seen the trailer, you don't know what's going on. It's fantastic because you don't know who's the bad guy who's the good guy until that scene of them all do you and i think that's brilliant what you're talking about the trailer or not the trailer yeah i don't know whether the trailer gives it away um but i know when a couple of my friends watched it the first time they saw it um they didn't know because they hadn't seen the trailer they didn't know who the good or bad guy was they didn't know if arnie was the good or bad guy and i think the way the setup there is so good i think coming coming into it I think that was the point, though, wasn't it? Because Arnie mm. was the bad guy in the first one, so they just showed that he was in it, and then there was another Terminator or another character, so you didn't know, you had no idea. It was it, it was a complete guess, and I think that's why so many people got so excited at the beginning. No, I know. I mean, is is Robert Patrick? Wait, sorry, is Robert Patrick the best? Other than Arnie, is he the best other Terminator? Let's say hands down yeah yeah there's not much competition is there to be honest it's, I don't think there is any other competition is there well no I've you've got no. the third one yesterday okay is he a better bad guy than the first Terminator then is he a better bad guy than Arnie in the first one yes <clears throat> he's a different bad guy isn't he that's the thing yeah. he's, com- he's completely different in what he can do um, I don't think he's better I think he's he can do what Schwarzenegger can't and vice versa. I think it makes him totally different. And I think he comes across as a lot more threatening because A, he can change character and B, he's not six foot four and built like a brick shit house. So I think it makes him dangerous in more ways. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I loved, I mean, the difference in the two, I loved how when we, when we first, I mean, when we first see them, I loved how, um, they're so different. Like Arnie's very similar to the T-800 from the first film. And he is a lot more human. We see straight away that he's, he's 
is. I mean, he acts human. The way he, he goes up to John Cohen and step parents and talks and talks to him is completely different to the way the Terminator interacts with people. You know, Arnie's the T eight hundred. Yeah, I, I think uh, do they not come in different orders this time, as in arrive on the screen? Yeah, Arnie came first, and then he goes. I, I mean, and then he goes to um, he goes to the bar, and then Robert Patrick. That was not me, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Robert, Robert Patrick ends up uh, turning up in a um, the and basically kills or guts. I don't know what he does to that police officer, but he punches him, doesn't he, right in the gut, and then takes the police car. Yeah, yeah. But but having said that, even before that, what did you guys think of the for the first scene, the intro, where you saw the park, you saw all the skulls. You saw Sarah Connor's like monologue, so to speak, and then I, mean, I think I had, this, I had the sound up and I scared myself. You see that skull, and you just see that Terminator leg crunch the skull, and, and then the, 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 the camera raises up, and you see obviously the T800, the naked T800 model, you know, very similar to what, uh, what we saw in the last film. For me, one of the best movie intros ever. Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? It's yeah, really, 1991 really as well, Steve. 91. And yeah, they pushed the envelope with the um, um side and the effects in this, didn't they? Absolutely. Well, just yeah. went from twenty nine, isn't it? <clears throat> showing. Is that yeah, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Los Angeles yeah. in twenty twenty nine, and yeah, it's just phenomenal, isn't it? The amount of effort they've put into this to have all those T eight hundreds walking around with laser guns and the the um, hunter killers and everything else and the massive tank things that I don't know what they're called. It's just it's it's awesome it's so good i know and, and it makes you it makes you really want to see a film based in the future on that or just on that almost like a like like a trailer it's fantastic and mm. uh, and then you see you know you see a couple of people get killed um you see like one terminator down and then you see john connor and, and what i think is a really good in this as well and, and it's straight from the offset is the music um the basic music it doesn't have that synthesized music that, that kind of dates the terminator film somewhat maybe you're going to be critical, you know. I mean, but but this has got really good music. It's got really really good things. Yeah, they've updated it completely. They're, they kept the same as you say, the same tune, but um, yeah, they've updated it. I think it works really really well. I think it's, it's so iconic, and it reminds me all, all the time. I mean, obviously it's Terminator, but it reminds me of going to see Airborne in concert because they use this intro before they go on stage. They do. Terminator. Oh wow. It gets louder and louder and louder. And Such then they just go band. on stage and let it rip. It's just awesome. Oh my gosh, that is that is pretty cool. It's yeah. so good. I mean, Neil went quite some time ago now, and it was a while now. It was uh, just absolutely amazing. It's there's just such a good metal band, and to have the Terminator music just banging and banging and banging, and then they come on. It's, oh, it just gets you fantastic. going. Fantastic, yeah. That is awesome. I'm jealous. The intro. Oh, that must have been awesome. So the, the way I like the way they've adapted of how the actual Terminators come in. I mean, I think it's Arnie you said first when they you got the groove in the ground and he takes the, the shape of that ball, cuts yeah. it out of the truck. It's yeah, it's so good the way they've thought about what happened last time and had the technology to update it. It's brilliant and you don't see Wang either. No, no Wang, no Wang in this version though. No. No, what did you call it last time? Glorious Wang. Yeah, I can't remember what you called it now, but yeah, you didn't. You can't, you don't see it this time. No, but do you think if if he would have um, landed or arrived, whatever you want to call it, and there would have been a McDonald's there and the outfit, and if someone was dressed up as Ronald McDonald, 
and it was the same size as Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> he would have, because he's got no concept of who Ronald McDonald is, he would have actually been walking around in a McDonald's suit. Because it just happens he goes to a biker bar. He could have gone anywhere, couldn't he? <laughs> Station. They kind of try and do that in the third one, though, don't they? A little bit. Our third one's awful. They awful. try it with these stupid glasses he puts on to try and make it funny, and yeah. But thankfully, he doesn't find yeah. Ronald McDonald or anyone like that. But it's a good intro. It's. I think was this an? This was an eighteen still, wasn't it? I think. Was no, it? I think it was no, 15. fifteen. Oh, was it really? Yeah, the mm. first one was an eighteen when it came out, but this was yeah. always a fifteen. Wow. But you still don't know if he's good or bad, do you? And you no, wonder no. what's going to happen. And they were even going to get... Um, who's the the guy in the first place? Was his name Michael Bean, is it? Yes. Yeah, they were going to get him back and just do a role swap. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that what their original wow. idea was? Yeah, and they thought about that, the idea, and um, they just thought, no, it'll confuse people yeah. too much if they've got that, exactly the same people in there. Oh, that would have been interesting, though, wouldn't it? I'd I'd like I'd like an alternate reality where they did that just to watch that and how that went down, you know. Because <laughs> I think that could have been really interesting. It it would have been interesting. I, did you see the making of this at all? No, I've seen I've seen I don't know if I've seen the seen the same documentary as you, but I have seen there's there's quite a few things on YouTube in the past and on the um I think when it came out on DVD or Blu-ray the, the extras and stuff. Yeah, so it's really good. They get the guys from um, ILM and they talk through the. The, the way yeah. they managed to get the liquid metal character um, moving and the way they managed to get Robert Patrick. And they basically done a kind of, like, a, a uh, covered him in squares. They drew loads of squares on him, like, and then he, he walked up and down, then he ran, and they measured his body and how it moves. Oh, wow. wow. You've just got him outside in just a pair of real kind of tighty whities just walking <laughs> up and down. and And they managed to get his body and kind of change his, his face when he turns into that liquid metal and oh, wow. he picks up different things and expressions on his face. And it's so clever. Just very clever. when you think how old this was, so it was released in 91, so you're probably going back um, 1989, the technology there, and they grew this um, studio, I think it was from three people, ILM, ended up being 16 people. They brought just the best in. But wow. they kept... A lot of the same people. I think was it uh, Stan Winston? I think he was on the first one. I think he um, led the crew in the second one for the uh, the T1000. But it was just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Wow, it's well, it's well worth a watch if you can get it on. I'll send you the link on YouTube. It's yeah, watch the other one. Long. Amazing. Yeah, it's really really good. So uh, I mean, yeah, it's 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 brilliant. I mean, we're, we're introduced to both of them. Both of them are very, very, are very, very, diff- very, very different. I mean, Arnie's basically the T800, very similar from the first one. The first time we see him, albeit he does have more of a character arc, doesn't he? Um, and the T1000 doesn't change, but that's not a bad thing. No, I think it would have ruined it if he would have changed. It's I think you needed the same thing to keep you guessing um, if it was good or if it was bad to start with, really, didn't you? Yeah. And I like the fact, once again, because this is an older, older type film, I feel it respects the audience enough 
but it doesn't it doesn't say straight away that you, or you don't get like a like a run of text of what's happened in the meet and in, in the lead up to it that much it gives you a short bit you know you know like if it was done now it, t- it would already tell you that Sarah Connor's in the mental institute and everything you know and it trusts the audience enough from the first time we meet John Connor etc um that you know you know the, to make up to make up their own their own minds about it which I think is really really good and talk about talk about John Connor is Stu, is he going to be your problem in this film I just don't like him at all. I find him really irritating. And they said kind of they went to great lengths to try and find a child actor who could um, kind of look the way he did, as in quite a, like a can be quite soft and gentle and crying, but then turn into a bit of a badass. And they went through loads and loads of different stage calls trying to find kids, and they couldn't find anyone. And then they even went out to like the equivalents of like boys clubs like the scouts equivalent of in america oh wow to try and find the right kid and they said they just saw him he had no experience and when he went there for the first interview he nearly messed it up then he got an um an acting coach who helped him out yeah. uh and then he did a lot of uh, improvised improvisation with linda hamilton and they kind of clicked so he i mean he had no experience before that but i just find it, it's just his voice he sounds like like Bart Simpson, and it's just what? really irritating. <laughs> there's it's one, man. Oh, the scene in this um, where he discovers that the Terminator will do anything he says is just the most annoying scene. It really, really is irritating. It's just they could have done that so differently. It was so padded out. This film's long enough as it is, but. It's just those two guys come over and he just mouths them off and gets a Terminator to try and beat him up. And then he's like, well, what are you doing? It's like, well, you started this. You're just a lippy little kid. I I just don't like him. I I can't. I I don't care whether he lives or dies. So he's just not a likable character. I can't be invested in him, really. Wow. Wow. That's strong. Yeah. I mean, in relation to his voice, I know most of his voice is dubbed in the actual film by Edward Furlong because he was going through that. Um, his balls are dropping. Yeah. Yeah. Basically his yeah. voice, his voice was breaking. So they had to redo it. Interestingly, I know for a fact, one line that where, where it does have his real voice is when they, when he's working on the car, I think when they're in, they're in Mexico or on the border with Terminator he's underneath the car and he's talking about why, why humans cry. Yeah. 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 That is his, that's one of the few places where I do believe his real voice is actually kept, where it's not dubbed over, because it makes him sound a bit more innocent and young, I think, was Cameron's idea. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing against him. It's just say he didn't have any acting experience. He's just a character who I don't find particularly likeable. Um, is he is he more likeable than Short Round from, from Temple of Doom? No, he's very similar, to be honest. There's not a lot of difference. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, it really good. isn't. It's not. Neil, what do you think? Oh. <laughs> I know how much you hate you around that That's kid awesome. out of temp. No, 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 no. I can't stand it. I can't stand <laughs> squeaky <laughs> things like that. No. <clears throat> what, what do you think, Neil, about about Edward Furlong? I, I liked him, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think me and Stu are going to be quite different with this. I've never, I've never seen him in anything before, and obviously because he hasn't been, and I've not seen him in anything since. I think he's. he's he did leave acting for a while to join a band or something or make a band. And I, I had a look and he's done a few things, but nothing major since. But no, I think the, the best film he's been in, I think, is Detroit Rock City, I think. I think where him and a group of friends are trying to go to a Kiss concert, which is quite fun. 
It's like a nice yeah. film. But yeah, you're right. There's nothing. There's nothing nowhere near as big as this, is there? No, no, definitely not. And but I I, I like this film a lot from start to end. Um, I think the only issue I've got in it is sort of the timeline with the fact that he hadn't been born in 1984 and now we're in 1991 and he looks like a teenager. Mm, doesn't really yeah, add up. Point. Doesn't add up at all. Every time I sit outside, you know, it, it just isn't believable. Isn't he um, meant to be 13 in this? 10, I think. I, when I, I think... was watching the documentary, Cameron said that he thought he was going to be 10, but then he rides around on a motorbike, so that doesn't make sense either. So he has to be a teenager. Yeah, he I does, but then... 13, I think. Yeah, so, doesn't you know... Doesn't 13, though. Even when, you know, because I watched a bit of the documentary with Cameron, or one of them, and he said about him being a 10-year-old boy, and it's like, well, you're not... You're, you can't even get the continuity right when you're trying to explain the film. As amazing as it is, they've completely fucked it up in the sense of that. Because, you know, in those seven years, he's not going to be that big, is he? It's just as simple as that. Um, yeah. But other than that, other than that, I liked... I understand what Stu says about that scene with him mugging mm. off those two blokes. But, you know, I took it as he's just a very confused kid. He's just found out he's finding out all these different things. And he is a, he's he's had a shit upbringing. He's a bit of a bit of a prick, but but he's had a hard time. His mum's his dad's dead. He never knew him. His mum's in a mental hospital and he's living with a couple of people that are foster carers that he doesn't really give a shit about. And you know he's been dragged all over the place to mexico and that and i think you know it's just his the story with him is him growing up as a person and you see that throughout the film so i quite i quite like his character and how they've done it yeah i like, I like the arc from him starting off a little brat he's got two he's got step parents that's questionable whether they really care about him or not yeah um and he goes off he basically sticks two fingers up with them and goes off and kind of does what he wants and then and then he's completely different once we get to the last scene isn't he so yeah, that's how I see it. But I can see how Stu doesn't like children, so I completely get it. <laughs> if I say I, I think, like children, yeah. I'm going to be accused of being something now, so I really can't be <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> yeah, pretty much so. I like his mate with the mullet. I think his haircut's fantastic. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, that is, isn't it? I mean, they end up going to the mall, don't they? Um, um, after he gets uh, some easy money out of the uh, ATM. It's a huge uh, foreshadow there, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I like it, but yeah. Um, yeah. Huge, huge, huge foreshadowing. And then we've got, um, the uh, obviously, after the Terminator, um, the T-1000 goes to his home address. Well, what I do like is... The parents are talking to him, to him and he goes, oh, some other guy, some biker guy in leather, this really big guy, um, came, came along and, he says, and he's basically, oh, I wouldn't worry about him. And even at this point, you think Robert Patrick could be the good guy if you haven't seen it before, you know? Well, originally, I thought they were working together. Ah, the, the, the premise okay. was that they'd sent two back. Ah, that's interesting. Why do they only send one back? Why don't they send three bad ones back? if they know one good one's being sent back you know maybe it yeah. takes so much energy because it's a time machine it's so hard to do that you can only do one at a time and both factions have now a way of sending someone back in time and because it takes so yeah. much to do it or maybe i don't know yeah that's that, yeah it's that's not explained is it 
so no. hard to remember. You do I get like to Silberman back though, don't you? Um, oh, he's such a yes. slimy character. He's awful character. Yeah, we don't like him, do uh, we? We don't like no. him at all. No, and the first time we see Doc Silverman down at the um, is obviously at the mental hospital when he's interviewing Sarah Connor, and Sarah Connor wants to be back to the low security prison, um, so she can escape. Yeah, yeah, and he basically, yeah, and he doesn't. It's quite clear in the tour of history because she mentions when she's working out in a, in in a room that obviously you know, uh, how's your how's your leg or whatever. Um, what Sarah Connor? I tell you what, she has changed so much even in her face yes you can tell it's the same person but she's i thought it's all, almost like a different actress for me she looks a lot different compared to you know the, the way she looks in terminator i don't know why though i don't know whether it's any surgery i don't think it is but for me she looked completely like so different and it's really only when when, when you put the two the two together for me that I, it's definitely the same actress i know obviously i know it is I don't yeah. know, did you two get any of that? I just thought she looked so different. Well, she, she went on a fitness regime yeah. for six months, didn't she, and lost so much weight. And uh, she did, was it six weeks with an uh, Egyptian special forces guy to do weapons training. So she really kind of immersed herself into oh, wow. this character. So it's, I mean, she looks completely ripped, really, really does. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's that scene when she's wearing a tank top, not tank top, um, like a, a t-shirt, and, and oh my god, uh, yeah, I mean they're not massive, but she's so defined, isn't she, with her, yeah. her muscles yeah. and everything. Did you get the? I don't know if there's kind of different cuts to this film. Did yes, you always a, have the Carl Reese scene in? The one I watched recently, no, but yes, I, I, I've got, I've seen, I've, I have watched both. The the one I watched yesterday, the most recent one, was uh, no, it was, it was the main theatrical release. But yeah, Carl Reese, he visits her, doesn't he, and kind of like warns her about everything. Um, yeah, I, what did yours have, Neil? Did you have the car? Yeah, I've got the extended, the director's cut, and it's yeah, it's when they've drugged her, isn't it, in the hospital, mm. and she's, yeah. you know, she's obviously having this episode on the drugs, dreaming about her husband or not husband, sorry, uh, the father of her child. Yeah. Her question, love. Question, does it's build up to the playground, film? isn't it, for the, the mm. not quite the the scene of the nuclear yet, but it's the the build up to that, isn't it? Yeah. Did it make it a better film, having that scene in or out? No, it was padded. Didn't need it whatsoever. No, but that's no. the thing, isn't it? The director's cuts and stuff, it's like Lord of the Rings. It's already three hours, but they can make it four hours yes. because people want to watch more content. It doesn't make it any better. It's just for people that no, love, but there is, love more story. There is that one scene that I do that I genuinely do think make it a better film, talking about the director's cut, is the scene where um instead of saying i'm a learning computer or whatever he, li- he likes to say yeah is when they turn it to a uh, they had to access something in the, in the terminator's chip to turn him to turn it for him to learn because mm, he can't yeah, at the moment good. for me that scene did trump the, the scene we got in theatrical albeit that was longer because he had like the it was just working in front of a mirror that ended up being sarah's twin the way they did it was really really good and it because it showed the hatred she had for the terminator even though this guy's already saved saved her life and his and her child's life, you know. Yeah, she goes to smash the chip, doesn't she? After she yeah. removes it, because I have to remove the chip to put it back in, so he can start feeling empathy. That's it, yeah. And stuff like that. Is and, that what um, they were doing? I never yeah. knew why they did actually did that. Even when I've watched it a few times, I couldn't understand what they were trying to do. Yeah, because he he's a learning computer, but he can't figure out, you know, what human emotions are. So he says, take it out and reset it, and I should be able to sort of become more human 
Can you learn stuff that you haven't been programmed with? So you can be, you know, more human and not such a dork all the time? My CPU is enrolled in that processor, a learning computer. But Skynet presets the switch to read only when we are sent out alone. Doesn't want you to do too much thinking, huh? No. So that's why they do it. And then obviously she has a moment where she's like, I'm going to smash it. And that's and John stops her because they need him. And um, she agrees to sort of do it. But right. so that's, that's why they were doing yeah. it. Um, I never knew that. I, I didn't know why they were taking it out. It's quite interesting then. I, yeah, that was. Uh, Do you I think didn't... Silberman would have ever let her out of the hospital? No, no chance. She, he likes to study her too much, and she knows he knows how dangerous she is because he's already broken his arm once and all sorts of stuff. Like he said, you know, there's no way he just he's just going through it, isn't he? And because the speech he gives and everything like that, you get the impression that she's kind of his pride and joy as yeah. he can show off to everyone of look who he's got and I, he's got no intention and I think he likes the beta just to pretend he's going to let her go and he doesn't but I think what he says is the smile on his face is just he's a horrid horrid person let's go back to what you were saying about those Terminator machines now you think they don't exist they don't exist. I know that now. But you've told me on many occasions about how you crushed one in a hydraulic press. So what do you think, Doctor? I have shown improvement, haven't I? Well, Sarah, here's the problem. I know how smart you are. And I think you're just telling me what I want to hear. I don't think you really believe what you're telling me today. I think if I put you in minimum security, you'll just try to escape again. Please. Please. He's in great danger. He's naked without me. If I could just make a phone call. Afraid not. Not for a while. I don't see any choice but to recommend to the review board that you stay here for another six months. He's yes. this film's Dr. Santane. Oh, yes. Isn't he? He's obsessed with this premise that she and Kyle have made up and everything else that's going on. And like you say, she's his prized possession, like a lab rat almost. He's probably making an absolute fortune in books and all sorts over off it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, nasty man. Um. Before we get before we get to that, no, before we 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 get to that, one of the, what I think I know we're uh, dusting around it. For me, the per, my best chase scene, albeit it doesn't look as epic in the whole of the film though, is that first one where we've got the two Terminators. They meet for the first time. Interestingly, they they don't say any words to each other at all throughout the whole film, do they? Um, and uh, they both meet at the mall. John kind of gets away on his moped, and then you've got obviously the T1000 takes the truck. And then you got that for me. That for me, I think it's the best chase scene in the film because um, the music is amazing around it. You've got the the, the two the two um, you've got that really industrial music for the for the T eight hundred, and then you've got that you've, you've got that really not synthesized about that um, I don't know the sense of doom uh, music for for the T one thousand and and he's chasing him, and you have got Arnie on the Harley with let's be honest 
the most fantastic way to reload, but it probably can't be for real shotgun. Yeah, he actually did that with a shotgun. They yeah. practiced that to the extent that he was actually bleeding. Um, oh, my God. But he was trying to reload it because he couldn't wear a glove on that hand purely to cock the gun. And, uh, yeah. He kept smacking um, poor old Ed on the face Ooh. every time he tried to do it before he could get it right. But, yeah, this was brilliant. And even the look um, on Robert Patrick's face when he's driving to show no emotion. I mean, it's like when he's running, they told him to run and breathe through his nose. So it looked like because he's a robot that he wasn't actually breathing or fatigued. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's it, it works so well. He's so good at being this T-1000. He is. Brilliant. And once again, a massive props for the music. The minute he starts running, you get that drum beat started, you know, and, 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 and that the, the T-1000 music, that menacing music. And, Second, you know, and that run is probably second to only Tom Cruise in, ter- in terms of intensity, you know? Yeah, I, I think, I, I don't know who's got the most famous run. I mean, now, we've spoken about this on many of films. Yeah. I think we could have finally met Cruise's match with regards to someone running. I mean, if you ask people of certain ages about a famous run in a film, I think a lot of people may go to Robert Patrick, you know? I know. Uh, it's so scary, though. I mean, we've seen how, at this point, we've seen this guy is pretty much indestructible. He's made a liquid metal or, or, or something like that. And he gets so close because, uh, you know, um, John Connor, he, he, he can't start he can't start the moped. Classic Hollywood. But once he starts it, you think, oh, he's all right now. And then suddenly you see how quick this Terminator is on his on, on his feet. Um, and then obviously, as we said, he, he, gets, he get, gets the truck, launches it. Interestingly, in the uh, original version, when the, as the truck, and you've probably seen this as well, guys. Oh no! When the when the truck first launched off the concrete, yeah, on you, they uh, they had to do it without the windscreen when it landed. Oh really? Yeah, and and they edited in the windscreen. They edited in the windscreen post production for I think the re-release of the DVD or, or the later release. Interestingly, and um, and it's going along. It nearly gets John Connor a couple of times, doesn't it? And uh, you, you're thinking, God, he hurry up! You know, and he comes, and uh, when he when he comes off on the Harley Davidson, that slow mo. What a shot. I mean, I mean, that's one of the shots of the film for me. He lands and he basically just gets John Connor. You've got the music blowing. For me, I would love to see this like and Jaws and Star Wars. This is one of these films I'd love to see in the theatre with all the sounds. I mean, it just it's so intense for me that this whole chase scene. Definitely. I've just watching that scene right now and there is a continuity error in it. It's quite funny. When, oh, yeah? the, truck, when the truck lands, both the windscreens fall out. Ah, and then yeah. the next shot you see it, the windscreens are all cracked. Oh, there you, you go. actually see them physically fall out and go underneath the truck. Yeah. Well, so okay. They didn't catch all of it. No. But I like this whole thing, though, because in the mall, you actually see the two Terminators pass each other on different yeah. levels, don't you? So they're both there. And at this point, you still don't know if no. Arnie's a good guy, a bad guy, who this other guy is, even though he looks fucking evil, doesn't he? So you kind of know that he is a bad guy, but you don't know if they're working together or what it is. And it isn't until he starts running away from him because he yes, thinks it's a yeah. cop. He and says, they meet down. in the back mm. things. And yeah, he shoots him and sort of, you know, then John just does one. And I don't blame him because I would have done the same. But no, the whole thing's brilliant, especially like you say, Arnie on the bike and stuff. But they actually had this whole thing. They had to divert the river that runs through that to get this scene done. Oh, really? really? Yeah. So the whole scene was done in this sort of, 
you know, whatever they do in America, like this man-made sort of way. And uh, they had to divert it so they could do this scene. Oh, I didn't know that. Not yeah. So it's a really good set to have a, a such a chase, isn't it? It's, it's mm. such an iconic place anyway, but to have such a, a great chase on a motorbike and a truck, it's just absolutely insane. But yeah, and it kind of makes um, old fucking dickhead uh, Furlong realise that his mum has been right all the time and that mm. one told her she was wrong and he starts to feel bad for not believing her. Um, and he shows a bit of a conscience, even so much so. He's, and he rings his uh, foster parents, which kind of leads to such a good scene. And I, I love it. I know there's no... It's just entertaining as it's just... Because it's so amazing. The fact that he's there already. Um, yeah. The T-1000 is. And when he spears the dead through the face, through that um, carton of milk, and the way he looks at his arm with that spike on and it kind of turns into a liquid metal spear. Yeah. It's so good. It really is. And when you see the making of this, um, where her arm's down at her side and there's someone holding that kind of silver spear. Oh, wow. And they kind of retract it themselves. It's just so good. And there'd been nothing like this. I know he obviously had the abyss is where he got the idea. Yeah. Wanted to enhance it more, but the way she's talking on the phone and you still don't realise until they kind of talk about the dog's name and, and she gets it wrong and it's when he says, look, they're basically dead. Yeah, it calls it and, Wolfie, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And that he's there with that spear right in the guy's mouth. It's savage, but it's absolutely amazing. It's so good. She's also the actress out of Lethal Weapon 2 that dies on the, on the um, when she jumps on the uh, swimming pool, in the swimming pool. Oh, really? She, yeah. She's part of the team, his team that gets murdered. Oh, wow. Oh, I'd recognise that. No way. Yeah, from. that's now oh, where wow. you know her from, yeah. God. But yeah, she looks evil. She really does. I wonder why he goes back into being a police officer and doesn't stay as her. Yeah, I've, I've Overt, always... isn't it? You can get yeah. around as a copper, get into anywhere. But kind of, he knows about law enforcement. Whether it's kind of programming to his software of who's who, you know, it's it just it's strange that he doesn't change into more people I, i'm just looking at her that was she's vasquez out of um aliens as well oh yeah. what yeah really? yeah <laughs> i had no idea no. who that was oh my god completely different mate that's a that, that that is a lie on live to tell live recording mind-blowing moment oh Honestly. my god yeah i was just thinking oh bloody oh there you go but yeah, no, sorry, Stu, going back to you, I think, you know, he's a Terminator, isn't he? He can hack into things. He uses the car, doesn't he, to find addresses and stuff, I believe. So. Yeah, I suppose, as you say, it gives him more leeway being a, yeah. a copper, doesn't it? Than yeah, definitely. To be anything else. And again, you see dogs die. This is the second Terminator film where dogs die in it. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? It is. That's it's in the that's in the cut though, isn't it? In the in the um original thing, he doesn't kill the dog. Oh, that's doesn't he? The, no, it's in the extended. He do, you don't see him kill the dog in the the original. Oh, I did not realise that. There you go. I'm watching the extended. But when he goes through the a bedroom, and he's feeling everything, what do you think's happening there? Because I know in the third one, when you've got the Terminatrix, where she can. 
she's she's virtually her own Wi-Fi, and she can do like DNA tests herself. I know. I know. know. What do you think he's feeling for? Um, he's getting information. I think. Don't know how. Maybe maybe it's fingerprints or DNA or 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 something like that uh, or information about the room. But uh, like it's like it's the equivalent of him scanning, I guess. Yeah, because he's running his hands over everything. And it, I, I just would have liked a bit of a clue, as in, because you never get, or I don't think you get, like, a POV from him, but you obviously no. do from the Terminator. I think that would have been nice just to see. Ah, yeah, we don't, do we? What he's doing. No, we never get what it looks like for him other than the Terminator. It would have been interesting no. to see, like, how upgraded it is or different or, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, that would have been good. The police go and see Sarah in the, the mental hospital and show the photographs that there is obviously Arnold's back and they go back to, which is quite a nice touch. They go back to the original one and say mm. that he killed seven, was it 17 or 14 officers? It yeah, is it, like a large number. Yeah. 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 So, but she's obviously faking it and does the old classic Nick in a, uh, a paperclip trick. Yeah. Good on yep. her. A wily character. Oh God. Yeah. And they, um, they decide to go and basically rescue her, but uh, Furlong makes him promise. And I kind of, I don't know where I, I stand on this. I, I probably do. I think it's a bad idea that don't kill anyone. <laughs> See, I like I that idea. I, like, I, I don't like, like it. I honestly. Why don't, don't you like it, Steve? Go on. Because I, I like the first one because it was no nonsense. And but he's still no nonsense. He is, but not enough. I just, well, yeah, but because I think you get that almost. It's, comical i think in a way but it's not maybe it's not meant to be when they, they put up to the security guy security guy gets out john connor goes no and he just shoots the guy with the gun and he goes he'll live and then gets back in the car which i find <laughs> freaking hilarious <laughs> yeah, it was good like, it shows the humanity side of it isn't it because yeah. if he just goes around and kills everyone he's no you know john's being no worse than a terminator just killing anyone that's in his way to get what he wants. Yeah, and, and then we get that. Yeah, you're right, Neil. And then we get that really good payoff um, towards the end of the film when he shoots all the police officers but doesn't, and there's no point, no zero point zero casualties at all. No one actually gets shot at all. You yeah. know, he's he's teaching him or showing the meaning of and the of life, isn't it? The fact yeah. that there is, we can't just go around killing each other. I, I mean, at this rate, at this rate, I think Steve's being so negative. I think we need to shut him down and change his chip to a learning computer. <laughs> <laughs> This way, Neil. Quick, quick, yeah. Remove the skin off his scalp. And yeah. Remove his chip. Twist it. <laughs> he, twist it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you cheeky kids. <laughs> um, but, no, but, no, but the, but, people don't get their comeuppance. Like, it annoys me that the the, the two perverted hospital wardens don't get oh, their comeuppance. He, oh, he does. He does. Sarah kicks yeah. his ass. She oh, smacks him with the. Uh, mop handle didn't she and that yeah, yeah. fucks oh. him up yeah rightly so a kill bill bastard. style kill of the same kind of thing because the way the warden is like in kill bill mm. that you kind of think this guy's probably i don't know it's a raped her or done whatever you know he just he's a sick man and i'd like i like people like that getting their comeuppance i don't think he i know he gets stuck a bat around his head but it's not enough no. Yeah, well, I don't know, mate. It did look pretty bad, though. She smacks him, and the whole screen goes white, doesn't it? As if uh, I remember that. Oh, point. I, I, it does look yeah, painful. Definitely. And I think you're right, Stu, that it would have been nice if she just you know, stabbed him through the eye or something like that. <laughs> but, and well, it's true, isn't it? Because unfortunately, there are people out there that yeah. will do that to people, you know, that 
you know aren't well and can't do anything and even if they did say anything they'd just say well you're lying anyway yeah you know so i can, i do agree but it's he doesn't get away with it scot-free let's say that but no totally and i think one of the when i first watched this one of the most memorable things that was when you've got one of the the security guards there who's like the twin from gremlins and you then get um robert patrick come off the check floor oh it's so good isn't oh it? yeah it's just visually amazing the way he comes and the way they get the floor and it all lifts up and it kind of wraps around his body it's just incredible. It's like a massive cape that's over him. It's so, so clever. And then the oh. security guard looks at his drink and says, that must be my lucky day. And yeah. then again, he gets a spike through his eye. I know. You may as well say, oh, you may as well say oh, I'm retiring tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's my last day on the job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I do get what you mean. It's quite gruesome, isn't it? It's quite yeah. gruesome when he puts him through the eye and you just see yeah. him there jiggling. Because I know you, you've got him killing everyone left, right and centre. And I know you've got Arnie not killing everyone, which does go to show the, the huge difference in how they are. Yeah. But it's just some, I don't know. I just I think I love the first one because it was just no nonsense, violence and a bit of escapism. And I really enjoyed that. But I mean, it doesn't take the shine off just how amazing this film is. Don't get me wrong. I know it sounds like I'm being incredibly negative, but. It's just what I like. Not used to, not at all. <laughs> no, well, well we, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess I guess the film is called The Terminator, so he's got a point, maybe. Oh, yes, yeah, so we've yeah. still got one that's going around killing everyone. It's just, it, you know, Arnie is the Kyle Reese of this film. He's just yeah. the Terminator. But he, he has been programmed by John Connor to come back to save John Connor. So he's like a retired Terminator then, an ex-Terminator. He's, he's been say. captured, hasn't he? The, the mm. whole premise is that he's been captured by the Resistance from Cyberdyne and reprogrammed <laughs> to be good, in this, or you know, to follow John Connor's orders. Yeah. So yeah. you know, if he just sent one back that was just going to kill everyone, which you know, it's <laughs> you're just you're just doing exactly the same thing, aren't you? You could but accidentally kill someone that did something else that caused them yeah. to be where they are in the future. But he refers to himself as a Terminator is interesting because everyone else calls them Terminators. And for him to ref- say, well, I'm a Terminator, that's what I do. Yeah. I found that quite interesting because you never really hear that. No, no, no. Because the first in the first film, the Terminator had no one to interact with. Did we? And now and now we learn quite through Arnie and the conversations that he has with John and Sarah we learn quite a lot about the Terminator, more than we, you know, obviously knew and knew about the second one. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. But the breakout's really good. I like the oh, fact that Silberman clearly <laughs> gets his arm broken. Yeah. And she's got that syringe up to his uh, his throat. And it's a really good way of escaping. It's a really believable way. Cause she's trained, you find out, even from um, John earlier, saying I, I was brought up with all these gun fanatics and survival fanatics and experts and uh, taught my mum how to survive so I, I like the fact you and it's the same with the first one every time you got the car chase they kind of told you the story really fast and again mm. they, they do it here already so you're already up to date that she can survive and she's been taught special weapons and combat skills 
So it speeds it along. And it's good that Silverman does get his comeuppance because that must have been that's so painful to get smashed with a baton on the forearm like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. And then when she's filling that syringe full of it, it looks like bleach or yeah. whatever. And then he's, she's actually got it in his neck. That does look quite painful, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And walking him around the hospital to try and get out it is it is brilliant. It's, well, I mean, she nearly does it. Had it not been for that guard that pulls off that, albeit, you know, I get it. A bit risky, though. That risky move grabs her from behind, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. And it's really good. And the reaction from her is amazing. When she's running away and the lift door opens, oh. and it's obviously the good Terminator she actually freezes and just falls on the floor it's the fright the horror is so oh, yeah, realistic yeah. it's brilliant it, how well comes to an end kind of thing doesn't it i think in that moment initially because um, yeah. she just sees what she was running from all those years ago you know yeah just petrified because she no, like I say no one knows well obviously john does now but she has no fucking idea she just thinks shit they've just sent him back again yeah. yeah, and there's no expression in on his face when he gets out of the lift. No. He doesn't say a word. He just stares at her, which makes it even worse. Which makes her guess. But thankfully, he's on his on her side, especially when there's four or five guards on top of her trying yeah. to take her out. That he just makes kind of easy work of them, which is which is great. Paul's <laughs> window. <laughs> it, the one, <laughs> the one that breaks his glasses. He looks at. It's the first time he kind of looks maybe immoderately upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah cause she smacks him, doesn't she, in the face, and he yeah. just looks at her like, "You fucking broke my glasses. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck do you think you're doing?" Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Pushes her halfway down the alley, down yeah. the uh, hall. Yeah, you get that a bit blade that about. goes through yeah. that door though and lands. Oh, oh that's got. Oh, that, that doesn't look painful, oh, doesn't it? Does. Yeah, even he says where the famous lion, isn't he? Come with me if you want to live. It's okay, mom. He's here to help. Yeah, which is yeah. a really, really good callback. I know, and then and then everything seems to be going well for them, and then you hear the uh, music for the T1000, see him go through, and you're like, well, it's a door, and I love the way he just goes through the door. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? Yeah, and Doctor Silverman's so like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah I love great the fact touch of the gun. Yeah, his gun gets stuck, doesn't it? It's just yeah. Like, oh, and shit. what I like about it, we get a payoff because we get the payoff of Doctor Silverman getting his comeuppance in a way, and also. I think for me, the, the biggest payoff is he sees that kind of what Sarah's saying's more likely to be true now after what he's seen, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah I'd I mean, like, it'd be nice for Silverman to be sectioned, no one believe him, and he goes oh, through exactly the same thing. Yeah, it would yeah. be funny, wouldn't it? It would be. But, you know, that's the thing. He's probably sitting there going, I've seen it. I'm sitting there all going, You're fucking nuts, mate. You're believing all that <laughs> shit. What are you talking about? Right discredit him strike him off he's no longer a doctor it'd be lovely to see that he's just lost everything because he's such a prick post credit scene <laughs> yeah just and him crying in the corner <laughs> and it's really clever again when he he opens that door and he gets shot in the head and the head splits in half and there's oh, so effects there again nothing that anyone had ever seen before and it's the the, the noises from the shotgun in real life um cause permanent uh, kind of hearing damage to Linda Hamilton she forgot to wear her earplugs really which, yeah which oh wow she oh, poor girl. but and though what I liked was they showed you because especially at the end of it when he gets shot a lot of the time when like, Robert Patrick gets shot was in obviously you've got those blood bags that split up 
that they had kind of the equivalent of silver foil, which exploded and kind of opened up like like the marks he actually does get on his suit when he does get shot. Yeah. And they had several of those exploding. So oh, wow. a lot of those aren't special effects. It's just kind of padded in like a, a parachute equivalent of. <laughs> and when he got shot, they opened up. Oh, wow. It's so clever. Honestly, it's another thing like the first one. When you see the making, you really appreciate mm. of how inventive they were of coming up with these ideas and how they overcome these problems. Uh, it's just incredible. There's so many clever people behind the scenes of these films. Definitely. I, I just think... thought they'd stuck it on sort of thing. I didn't realise it was actually done that way. That's very clever. No, you mean too. Yeah, it's really good. And I think this film was was it the first one or was it this one um, that won Oscars, didn't it? The special effects. Oh, I don't know. I mean, both of them definitely should have done, but yeah, yeah. I don't know who one of them did, but um, I can't remember because he tried to get uh, Linda Hamilton a, I think, an Oscar for best supporting actress for the first one, but that that didn't happen. And I think it must have been this one did win um, awards just for the, the special effects alone, which mm-hmm. obviously it does deserve because it, it went strides ahead of anything else. It's really, really clever. But what do you think of the the scene afterwards? They obviously escape from the hospital and they get in the police car and then they're, they're kind of chased by um, Robert Patrick. Again, it's his, I like his running style, which is something oh, so that... Good. It, yeah. It's just bizarre to look at, and apparently it's because he had an old injury, and that's what make, gives him that running style. Oh, really? Oh, right. Yeah, but it's just so good, and it must have been so difficult to do that and just breathe out of your nose. Oh yeah, it must have taken a lot of training for him to be able to yeah. do that because it's just full pelt as well, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. full pelt. I mean, mate. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm so unfit now. I breathe out my mouth and nose when I'm going up the bloody stairs. So, I mean, fair play to Robert Patrick. <laughs> and your ass. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That I, I, that would explain that weird running stuff because I thought that was, it was obviously on purpose but for a different reason from what I originally thought. And yeah, that does really make him more menacing. Gee, that's oh, quite interesting. Superb. Yeah, the use of those claws when he climbs up the back of the car. Oh. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant. It's interesting that. He uh, doesn't kind of change like into when, because obviously, what's his name? The Furlong, I think, throws one of them off. Yeah. It's kind of anything that he comes into contact with, he can change into. Why he didn't change into to Furlong at some point? Because obviously he's come into contact with him, be it just yeah. the end of the hook. Oh, it can only change things. When Arnie says to him, it can't do complex machines. They've got moving parts like bombs, it's got chemicals in, he said it can only change into things of equal size. Okay. And Edward Furlong's too short, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. That, yeah, that would make sense then, wouldn't it? Why it doesn't change into yeah. any of the yeah. kids. So, good. good shout. Well, you've answered that. That's well, no... There we go. But yeah, that, that's a really good police, tra- you know, that, that initial chase when he's smacking the vehicle and the way the Terminator quite casually almost uh, shoots it off and You've got that creepy, you know, that his claw still left there. And then we get the scene where um, they're, they're sewing up Linda, Linda, Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor. And this is where it's different. The theatrical trailer says he's a learning computer. And then we've gone back to that extra scene, which, which I think you guys saw um, most recently, where he there, she's about to smash the chip, isn't she? Again. So that's not in the theatrical one, then? No, the theatrical one. They're, they're, they're doing Sarah's um, 
basically, you know, the, stitching her up. And he goes, uh, he says he's a learning computer. He learns as he goes along. Right. But whereas he cannot learn in the director's cut until they change that, you know, turn the chip or reset the yes. chip, as Neil says. Yeah. And I think that scene, keeping that scene in for the for the for the theatrical one, it, it for me that was worth the extra five minutes you got, even though it's a long film. Because I thought that was a really powerful scene because it just shows her how much hatred she still has for the Terminator, and it and it could obviously the hierarchy it completely changes at the end because she basically sees him as like the ultimate father figure in one way, you know, of all the deadbeat dads, and that's a really nice little um, monologue she has, isn't it, later on in the film. Yeah, she clearly, like in the car on the journey to that place, um, she even has a go at um, John Connor for the mm. rest in the first yeah. place. What could have happened, which is, I, I know, kind of, I've given him a lot of shit, but he's kind of gone on out of his way to rescue her, put his life in danger, and he just gets so much abuse back. It is no thanks whatsoever. And that's even when Schwarzenegger is like, says, of water is leaking from your eyes. Why? <laughs> yeah, a bit of a short circuit moment, isn't it? <laughs> you think, Number you think five is alive. Yeah. You feel sorry for him, really, for for going all that extra mile and getting no thanks. Yeah, his only yeah. actual family, and she's more interested in his future than how he is right now. I mean, you can see why how fucked up he must be. Could you imagine being brought up like that? You know, you've got no yeah. chance, have you? You're oh, being told no that you're some massive military leader in something that you could never imagine ever happening. And yeah. your dad was sent from the future and chased down by a fucking robot and all this sort of shit. And you've been around training camps and gun nuts. It's just, I mean, no wonder he's a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. He's completely messed up, which is a real shame. So they don't, so they only change that chip so he can learn. That is purely the only reason. Is that right? Yes. Okay. That yeah. Just, yeah. I, I must. Have, I really missed that point of why they were trying to do that. I didn't know whether that, they were trying to examine the chip for some particular reason to, to gain some knowledge. I didn't know. That no, was... they were just trying to reset him so he could actually, you know, learn to be more human. Change it with a Scottish accent or something like that. Yeah, that'd be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> what would they turn the chip? You know, do Scotty from the fucking. <laughs> Star Trek or whatever. <laughs> I attempted and then realised I'd failed that already. So uh, well, you, 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 you say that, Neil. It was, go, it was going quite well. No, I don't know. I I think you should have played that out. We could have seen where that went. No, it's too late. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. So from there, they head down towards Mexico, don't they? So they can get more weapons and stuff like that. And I mean, through the journey, you do see both of Sarah's obviously disgust of them bonding. And I, I know he's trying to kind of humanise Arnold Schwarzenegger but, or the Terminator, but when he's trying to teach him to smile and that, that, it's just not needed. I mean, when he says that lady with the, one of the truck stops, he's trying to show her how to smile and be nice to people and courteous. And it's just nonsense to me. It just doesn't work. I don't know if it's because Ed <laughs> Furlong doing it, but it's just, I don't give a shit about any of this. I know you're trying to humanise wow. him. Don't give a toss. Uh, I, I know, Stu, and I, I, I see what your issue with it is. But it's, it's again, it's just trying to 
humanise him, isn't it? It's trying to show there's more to him than just, you know, that there's more. To, even though he's a machine, he can be more human and he can actually understand. So I like it, but I like I like this film. So I, I can't have a bad word against it, I'm afraid. <laughs> so you're just wrong. You're just fucking wrong. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, your impartiality <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But no. So what do you think of um, Joe Morton, who plays Miles Dyson? I think he's a, a really interesting character. Very good actor, isn't he? Yeah, he's a brilliant actor. I'm surprised. I, I may have seen him in other things and just not realised, but I think he was, he was so, so good. I wish they would have done more with him, you know, just have shown what he was going to do, how he was working on this the well, chip in the, they yeah, found the you original. guys did see that though, didn't you? You hmm. saw more than Ollie did. People went on the theatrical trailer because he's working on it and he's got the big, like a big version of the chip next to him and he's kind of got this breakthrough. And before that, you see like the arm from the first Terminator film and the broken chip. Yeah, I just, I thought it was just that side of it was, because it's so important. It's obviously how Cyberdyne started and how mm. everything was kind of created. I, I would have liked to have spent a bit more time on this than on the like Ed Furlong being on the screen <laughs> child hate <laughs> um yeah <laughs> so. I think they, they they portray it fairly well I, I, <laughs> but I'm not gonna I'm not letting you do it Stu um I'm not letting you no I won't stop no, I'm like the term ever. I will not stop ever. <laughs> yeah, to get you to exactly. like this film. Um, no, it's like you know we know how it is because Kyle Reese explained it all in the first one. The fact that it's Cyberdyne and stuff like that, and he does talk about it. And they aren't there yet, but he's talking about the fact that they they found this and it's all a lie and it's been covered up and she was been telling the truth the whole time. So I think they, you know. We're obviously different on this, but I think I did all right. <laughs> I know what you're, I know you're fucking pretty doing. Different, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I did like the bit when they were in Mexico and they were getting the weapons, and you did get that moment when they were going for the ammunition between um, John Connor and uh, the Terminator, where... They were, they were kind of bonding and they were talking about guns and you got more of an insight into uh, or it shows you why John Connor is so good even at supposedly 13 years old of handling weapons of loading them and checking their, their clean and stuff like that so that explained that really well without lots and lots of story which for me is just what you need I want it to kind of flow I want it to get to their next scene after this so you well, want yeah. loads of information about the last bit but not this bit What's that? <laughs> I'm just taking the piss, mate. Um, <laughs> I do, I do know, this bit's too short. That's a bit too long. <laughs> I like the uh, I like the scene when he's holding Jesse Ventura's predator gun, though. That was good. When he almost smiles, the Terminator. The minigun. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a goddamn minigun. Yeah, that's um, good. That's good. And then we get the uh, and then short, shortly after we get the the one of the scariest dream sequences in all the cinema, I think. Oh, it's incredible, isn't it? It really is the best nuclear bomb scene going off. It's awful. Yeah, it, that it, was actually a model that they used to do that. 
Oh, really? Well, I thought they used the real city. <laughs> I thought they nuked the real city. I thought they were real people. <laughs> no, you plums. You no, like when the city's going, it's it's an actual model. Rather than it all being CGI, they actually built it sort of so it's exactly the same. It does It does look amazing, though, doesn't it, when, yeah. when it happens? Oh, it's awful. Her on fire holding onto that fence is a shocking scene. Yeah, yeah that is... It's oh, really, really terrible. Harrowing. Yeah, the, the special effects of the, the city is getting wiped out, and it's awful. I mean, they played a lot of this, um, like the day after tomorrow and stuff like that. When I was younger, it must have been in like the eighties, when there was a threat of nuclear war, and there were so many different programs on like this, and they showed what nuclear bombs could do, and when there was a, an honest threat, and to see it so graphic like, now. It's just incredible. I mean, I'd have the same reaction she did waking up in sheer terror. It's absolutely oh, gosh, yeah. It's done so so well, and that sparks her just to um, fuck your Oscar off on her own, doesn't it? Mm. She goes after Miles Dyson to end it before it starts. Yeah, which is interesting in a in a way because it it kind of. She changes her mind, doesn't she? Obviously, she gets there, and they obviously work out why she wants to go there. Um, and she starts to, she does shoot him, but goes to the home address. Uh, and then the family come out. I mean, why does, is it the children that makes her not? No, uh, I think it's seeing his eyes, because she gets right really close to it, is the children. I think the whole thing, they're trying to protect him. I mean, before that even gets to her, we see the kid playing with the uh, the truck, and she is about to kill him. I mean, had, had, that, had that little toy car remote control car not hit him he'll be dead because that yeah. was going to be a headshot wasn't it um, yeah definitely yeah and then I think she sees because the, I think the ironic thing is her and the Terminator at this point almost switch roles isn't it? she almost becomes like a Terminator completely cold blooded at that point doesn't care about the family and is about to shoot him and kind of like comes to her senses almost at the last minute you know yeah completely but it wouldn't have it kind of worked out not for him because obviously he, he no. dies but it worked out better that she didn't shoot him in the head because if she would have shot him and just walked away, I mean, as you saw earlier, it, this was it made me laugh when going back when they very when they showed um, Miles Dyson first of all, virtually every other bloke in that um, lab had long hair and was a typical geek. They're all really skinny with long hair and glasses, which back in the nineties must have been what doctors and geeks looked like. Because it's all just tropes, but they would have carried on the work, wouldn't they? So if yeah, just, yeah. she would have killed him, walked away, it wouldn't have stopped anything. So no, they might have slowed it down a bit, but it certainly wouldn't have changed anything, would it? No. No, but yeah, as you say, the, the the family do save him, and she does get a conscience only for the fact that she's got the son herself. But I mean, the son is Edward Furlong. I mean, let's think about it. The other kid was Honestly. more at risk of being killed, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it, it does. It, yeah, I mean, it shows. A, it, it does humanise him, obviously. You know, the, one of the creators of the Terminator, and that's where. And I, and I love that scene when Edward Furlong and Arnie show up, um, the Terminator show up, and, and he takes his um, he, ta- he takes the skin off his arm, and you see oh, the yeah, metal so hands. Good, oh, yeah, yeah. But then he realises, doesn't he? That's the point. He goes, you know, fucking hell, is this what we're going towards? I had no idea this is how it would end. And why would you? If you're just mm. creating this amazing, or you found this amazing chip, 
and this technology and you're trying to figure it out you know he's probably not been told where it came from oh no. yeah hi we found this crushed metal skeleton uh with this you know do you mind having a look at this chip you know most people wouldn't would they no if they had a conscience and he even said uh, near the beginning you know the first time you see it uh, you know ask where it came from and he goes well they told me not to ask exactly yeah, yeah. which is nicely covered um and then but they go you're they, responsible they, for that though that you are responsible for all of it i mean it's that's mind-blowing it's a real wake-up call it's terrible <clears throat> for him Oh, definitely. And that's why he goes and agrees to do what he does, which is take out all of the research, absolutely everything, down at Cyberdyne. They burn everything at his home, don't they, in relation to it, and they have to go on this little journey. It's interesting that he does agree to it, rather than he's put so much work into it that, I know, obviously, he's standing in front of him, so you can't not disbelieve it, but the fact that he's he's willing to destroy all his work and that he doesn't argue. It's quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it goes to show that, you know, he's just had a man cut his own arm off or the skin off his own arm. And she's told (laughs) him everything about what's going to happen, how many millions of people die in nuclear war because of the thing you're working on, you know, plus they've got guns. Um, You know, would you not turn around? Actually, maybe I should, reconsider what i'm doing here plus oh, they yeah. might shoot me in the head it, it may have been easy for him to to, <laughs> to up put a character in who was more confident arrogant and headstrong and just say no well i'm not doing it this is my work you don't understand i can change it we can carry on but i can do it differently you know yeah yeah well, that is one way of doing it but i'm glad they didn't i'm glad they went this way and showed yeah. again more human empathy rather than greed yeah, they, I think when they do go to Cyberdyne, they could have hid the security guard in a better place than the toy. <laughs> yeah, they could have done. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was pretty poor. We'll just leave him there tied up so anyone yeah. that wants to come in and have a piss will find him. <laughs> well, they probably thought he was the only security guard, I guess. That's why they did it. They thought they're not going to be here till yeah, the morning. Thank you very much. No. Maybe. I don't know. I have, to, I, I have to agree with Stu on this one, and I thought I wouldn't. But I am going to have to. I knew at some point I'd manage to get you. I you honestly t- could. Yeah, you turned, got me Neil. on the security guard. You've turned. You've turned. The whole exactly. film's ruined. I think it's one hour, eight minutes. I'll make a note of the fact that I've managed to uh, get you to agree to me. So that's pretty good guys. <laughs> so the idea is that they go into Cyberdyne to blow up any evidence or any progress of the, what is it, Skynet that they're trying to destroy? Yeah. So That's because, ultimately what it turns into, isn't it, is Skynet, and it has a, it becomes self-aware and then blows up, like launches nuclear missiles to all the major cities around the world. So Cyberdyne they all blame becomes each other. Skynet, then Skynet takes over. Is that what's actually happening? Yeah, Cyberdyne makes it, and then it, they name it Skynet, and then Skynet becomes self-aware and then kills, tries to kill all of humanity because it's it's the only threat to. Only threat towards it is humanity. So in order to do that, they launch loads of nukes towards Russia, knowing that Russia's going to counterattack, launching yeah. loads of nukes back. Right. Yeah, pretty I much. Think, I think it's, again, um, Furlong is, not Furlong, God, I nearly said he was one of the best characters. God, that would have been awful. Mind you, I could have edited it out anyway, so it wouldn't have been a problem. <laughs> but Jesus. Robert Patrick, when he turns up, he, again, I like the line when he takes that guy's motorbike. It's really, really good. And he goes, hey, nice bike. It's absolutely brilliant. And he takes that cop's bike. 
And he turns up at um, Dyson's house. He he's, wears those mirror glasses. And when you see him, the especially when he turns up at Cyberdyne with the fire, the reflection of the fire burning in his oh, eyes yeah, like yeah. the devil. It's such, again, you get in all of the films that we've reviewed, especially like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you get these poster scenes, which just look mm. amazing. Him standing outside with the reflection of the fire burning in his glasses looks so, so good, doesn't it? It what does. What I don't understand, though, is he's nicked that blow's bike, but hasn't taken on his look, but is wearing his helmet. Yeah, it's really strange, some of the, the looks he gets. It's, it's bizarre, but isn't it? Why would he wear a helmet? He doesn't need to wear a helmet. <laughs> Just, it just doesn't. It's just one of those things where you're like, you don't look like the guy you've nicked the bike from, but you're wearing his hat, and you don't need to wear a hat because you're a robot. But it's the same thing, which is weird. Which I, I said in, I think it must be Lethal Weapon, of when you get a building siege like this, uh, and even when you get the police officers who are literally outside and they call up and say, "Where is that last?" And they say, "Yeah, the Cyberdyne building. Yeah, show me towards." And literally five seconds later, they're there. But then they just get out the car hide behind the car and load their shotguns, pointing it at the building. <laughs> they do that in so many films. It always cracks me up. It's just, why do people do that? They don't know who they're looking for, what they're wearing. They know it's her, escape person. But just go in there. They just point their guns there. It's just so tropey. It really is. It cracks me up. I love these kind of things. Yeah. It's just it's the, it's what they do though, isn't it? Every film surround the building, but you only see the people at the front. So you always think, I bet they could just sneak out the back. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great, wouldn't it? Well, we're surrounded. I, mean, I do like that at the front. See you later. Yeah. I do like I do like that one line from Furlong. Um, John Connor. Like, How many of the police? He goes, I think all, all of them. I think, which uh, makes me crease up. Um, and then we got that really good scene where SWAT, SWAT come in, don't they? They end up shooting up the place. They get they they get Paul Miles Dyson, who's obviously with the bombs. He gets down there, and I love the way the on the uh, Terminator saves Sarah Connor. She's stuck, isn't she, in the air, uh, and he just breaks through the wall. Yeah, Where did they get the explosives that, that that are rigged kind of several um, barrels, and they've got like gasoline there and massive kegs of um, like explosive there. Would, is that something that they'd have in this building already? <laughs> no, uh, maybe they got it from the truck because they, they, they were they were working on that big truck van, weren't they? That's the best truck I have. I'm assuming they they put it on there. Maybe. Don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I d- they might have taken the detonators with them, and potentially they've come across some chemicals that they can use. I don't know. It's yeah, you're right. Where do they get it from? Yeah, but it, it is good. And again, I know I was questioning it, but. When Schwarzenegger comes to the window with that gun, which is a superb minigun, taking out those police cars. And it's it is nice to see um, the LAPD not get shot because they are often cannon fodder in most films that, that they make these days. And by now, they're trying to take the the chip and the arm. And that's when the foreshadow from previously of John Connor using it on a ATM he manages to take or crack into that uh, facility to take the arm and they've got the chip. Yeah. And, and yeah. that when you think things are going well, as you said, Jay, that the LAPD come in and shoot, they're the only innocent person in here. Yeah. Uh, Miles Dyson and he's the only kind of a fatality you get. Oh, I know, no. I know. The, the, uh, the, the silly part of me almost wanted 
um, Schwarzenegger to swear then just disappear because he was never invented, but that didn't happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But, but he has a photo of himself like Back to the Future and it slowly starts to fade away. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it, yeah. I, sorry, Stu. You know, it's, I, I like the fact that the countdown is virtually him breathing, isn't it? Because he's yeah. dying. Mm. And yeah. it's done so well. It, he's such a, a very awkward breathing pattern that he knows he's going to die. And he tells the police officers, which is very good. And his eyebrows are kind of going up and down as he's trying to get his last breath. And then that's it. And the explosion, I, I wonder if they did a uh, um, like a lethal weapon style or a Dark Knight style where they actually blew up a building. Yeah, I, I don't know. know, to be honest. The Lee's guy in the SWAT team is also from Lethal Weapon 2, though. Oh, wow. Yeah, and yeah, Dean Norris. as well, isn't he? Yeah, Dean Norris, and he's in Always yeah, plays Breaking a cop, Bad. Doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Always plays a cop. Yeah, he's superb at it, though. He's Tight really, cast. really good. Yeah, but he does well. And as you say, they escape shooting all of the police officers in the leg. <laughs> And some of them get shot with that gas gun, don't they? That must be so oh, painful. There's oh, that one yeah. that gets shot in the back as he's running away. That looks the most painful, I think. Right <laughs> in the back. Yeah, definitely. That would be me and it would get lodged in my ass probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you open your mouth. No gas different from out. the normal gas coming out of your ass. No. <laughs> <laughs> just, just more visual. Yeah, I feel like an overweight red arrow running around. <laughs> <laughs> Just be humiliated, it really would be. The T eight hundred, Arnie then gets a. He then goes out to the SWAT team, doesn't he? He gets proper shot up. I really like that. So he walks out and then just shoots them all, or basically shoots them all in the knee. Yeah. Um, and then he goes and gets the SWAT truck, doesn't he? After coming out after launching, obviously, as he says to the gas canisters. And what, what I like is when he brings back the SWAT truck, all the. Uh, <laughs> Half the police officers are still limping out of the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which was making me chuckle. And then they, they get in the van and they obviously drive off. And then we have a real, an amazing chase between, obviously, the SWAT van and the helicopter. It's I love so how he gets good, the helicopter. It? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he jumps. Yeah, he uses the most fight, doesn't he? Through yeah. the window, jumps into it, and then goes, get out. Uh, to be fair, I think most people at that point would have jumped out of the helicopter. Yeah. yeah. Because then he turns into liquid metal, doesn't he? And goes through the window yeah. and then forms. Oh, it's so clever. It's so good. It yeah, is. It's brilliant. Isn't Sarah Connor the worst shot at shooting a massive helicopter? Considering <laughs> all the experience she's got, she is a terrible well, shot. Yeah, this is the thing. Yeah, I mean, suspending disbelief, a helicopter is going to be so vulnerable, isn't it, to any yeah. kind of bullet. The amount of bullets they're shooting at them. There's got to be something that hits some kind of fuel tank or something because it's such a big target. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. who would hit that? Um, well, clearly, Rick. Sarah Connor. But but we have found the trainer of the stormtroopers, haven't we? Clearly. Oh, my Lord. But they actually, the good thing is that they actually flew that helicopter under these bridges. Yeah. Mm. And it's incredible. And the stunt car, the camera car following, refused to do it because it would be too dangerous. So James Cameron himself filmed it of the... Wow. Uh, following this helicopter and it's it's absolutely an amazing stunt it's so dangerous it really is and why didn't Arnold Schwarzenegger just slow the van down and smash into the helicopter first of all rather than wait for a <laughs> lengthy shootout where she's shooting everywhere it's like call of duty again shoot a silhouette around the person they do one shot kill that is it <laughs> I don't know. 
Maybe yeah. wanted to give her a five minutes of fame. I don't know. And you get another link here, don't you, to having just watched Terminator 3. Uh, the little minivan with the little hut on the back. That's yeah. kind of the same style they use in the third one, which is... Um, and actually sold those vans um, in a Terminator model um, to members of the public. How many they oh, actually wow. did sell in the end, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> oh, they did right. sell them. And Three. <laughs> yeah. And then they get, thankfully, a liquid nitrogen van passing by. Not like an ice cream van, a liquid nitrogen van. Lorry happens to be driving down the road, which... Oh, um, so you say that now, Patrick, I wish... I wish it was an ice cream man that froze them, just like vanilla and strawberry and stuff. Um, <laughs> Neapolitan ice creams, are you? Freezes him. A Neapolitan T1000. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been awesome. It'd be covering chalk ices and that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Great. I mean that. I mean that seems brilliant, isn't it? I mean, I mean, um, Terminator gets up. You have two members of the public that are quite nice. Try and help him out. One of them yeah. gets killed. And like just kills him, doesn't he? Straight out. Robert Patrick. Yeah. That's why I never stop at accidents now in case they are Terminators and it's a trap. I never stop. <laughs> you know what? I think that's right. Drive on, straight I, on by. Really? I imagine like a multi-car pilot. Help me. And you're, you're driving past again. No, you're Terminators. <laughs> driving. That's good. You're not <laughs> fooling me. Yeah, yeah. That's how lovely. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> in Terminators. <laughs> I'm not stupid. Yeah. Um, well, there we go. There we go. A life lesson, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> and then obviously we get the yeah, we we get the uh, ultimately. I love the fact that the um, Terminator jumps and just shoots the hell out of him with a with a, oh. it's a, a machine gun, isn't it? I think. Yeah. It is brilliant. Yeah. When Schwarzenegger climbs up to his camp and just pumps him full of bullets, it is so good. And again, when he's when that massive truck tips on its side and he's riding on the side of that truck is good visually it looks brilliant mm. oh no oh. it does doesn't it when he does the flip like he gets thrown off it doesn't he oh. yeah and he's wheeling through because they crash into that metal part don't they where they're ironmongered not whatever it is still works if I could yeah and this is where it, the film really kind of comes into its own with regard to the special effects when the liquid nitrogen is everywhere and you've got the T-1000 trying to get out, still trying to kill John Connor and everyone else and he starts to freeze and get stuck oh, in like thick mud and he, uh, yeah. so good, it's just when his arm snaps off the way he looks at his own arm, in shock trying to work out what's actually happening to him Mm. I know it's, it's the first amazing. time we get yeah you're right it's like the first time we get any real emotion from him or look or, or, isn't it which yeah. is good yeah and this really seems to have even though he's obviously hasn't got any chips in him that you can see it's his liquid metal but it's it's messed up his programming the fact that he's fallen apart and it gets shot um, that's when Schwarzenegger uses the the famous line that he uses hasta la vista baby and explodes him and it messes his programs up because he then he kind of starts to stick to stuff doesn't he yeah afterwards yeah did you think when you first watched it at this point did you think he was dead the first time you guys watched it when um arnie went after la vista baby and shot him no because they were sitting it was the ironworks so oh see i thought he was dead all the heat there was no way i thought that he cocked up a little bit by blowing him to lots of bits i didn't think it would have taken long longer for him to thaw out being a whole thing 
So I, I'd have got loads of um, loads of uh, microwave tubs and collected them in different tubs. <laughs> and then I've gone, ha ha, you can't put yourself together now. Yeah. I win. Get out of that. Bit, yeah. Do you carry microwave <laughs> tubs on you often, do you? <laughs> well, 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 they had C4 explosives out now. Exactly. Yeah. There's a chance, do you? There's a chance. Microwave yeah. tubs. Yeah. You don't know what's in that little van. No, you don't, do you? Um, but um, and then yeah, he shoots him, and then and then and then quite quickly actually comes together. But but the, but the shots of him coming together, you know, the, it looks like mercury, doesn't it? The, the liquid mm. metal coming together, bloop bloop bloop, you know, and then forming. Yeah brilliant it's frightfully good isn't it it's oh, so it's fantastic good yeah and I, and I love the fact that it once he starts coming together you see him for me it does slow down which i think builds the suspense up they're trying to get away and you see him slowly coming together and you know at some point he's going to go back after him again it's only a matter of time but i think i do like the level of suspense that they're building up until that moment yeah, yeah it would yeah. destroy you wouldn't it knowing that he God, gets yeah up. But it's interesting. I like the fact that it has messed him up. Like when he touches yes. a bar, yes. his hand turns colour and it sticks to it, and it's it shows that he has got some kind of weaknesses. And and it's brilliant because when he pulls his fingers off, it's like kind of like rubber fingers that they stretch, and he just flicks his hand back into normal skin, and it's yeah good. No, that wasn't in the theatrical. That was just in the directors because the only sort of thing in the normal one is where you see that he's malfunctioned is that his skin, his body ripples. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. So all those bits there where he touches things, it's, it's all added in. See, oh. once again, that's one of the few things that they, sh- it wouldn't have cost them that much to put in the main film. No. no. And that really no. helps. Um, and then obviously, uh, he gets in another fight with Arnie, doesn't he? And then, um, that, and Arnie completely, pretty much loses doesn't he oh, um, his ass kicked. I, yeah, I love the fact that when he gets that big I don't know what it is on the slide this big metal thing and I love the church organ like, as he's sliding across to like crushing the Terminator skull basically yeah definitely and it kind of it goes to show as you um, lads have been saying that he's kind of got a heart and he's got his passion I think that's what they were trying to show that yeah. he's he cares about them so much that he does come back to life again but it's good that I think he gets a real, real hiding for once, which he hasn't had. For yeah, he, he gets killed. Um, yeah, basically, doesn't he? Well, that's the thing. This is the first film, and every film after this, he's the underdog, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it gets, it gets boring ultimately. But but this one, I cried. Yes. I remember watching it with my dad. I must have been about eleven or twelve, and I or whatever when it came out on video, and I, I was crying. At this moment, uh, I thought he was dead. I was like, I saw this at the cinema with mates, and. Um, Obviously, you've been a, a wee bit older. It's uh, it was really good. I think what's so clever is when he throws um, Robert Patrick against the wall, and his body kind of just flips round. Oh, that's brilliant, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's so smooth the the transition from being a face in the water just coming round. So so clever, really. And, oh, and when he punches him in the face, but he just turns, oh, grabs yeah. his hand. turns into his hands. It's oh, just, yeah. <laughs> You know, you just like, how is he going to beat him? You just can't see a way, can you? No. He's no. just like, whatever he does to him, every time he gets an upper hand, he's just fucked again. He just, he can't, he cannot beat him. He's such a more superior model. And again, the, the bit you said, Jay, because he does kind of beat him. And I didn't realise the other person in this, because the special effects are just so good. I didn't realise that he does change into... Um, Linda Hamilton's twin sister. I didn't realise yeah. that was a twin sister. 
It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. And then yeah. And then you think, oh, what's going to happen? And then he basically, yeah, because he, he stabs Sarah, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. And you think, good, what's happened to her? Then she pretends to be, and then Sarah, and then um, while all this is going on, you see the uh, Terminator gets that alternate alternate power, which number three kind of nods to, because you said you see number three, which is Evelyn Stuke, where yes. in number three he has two power sources, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, which is almost like, um, uh, and then, well, there we go. I mean, I mean, I love the way Sarah Connor nearly kills him. With the with the with the shotgun, oh, keeps keep shooting him. Oh, it's so unlucky, isn't it? It's it just is. again, uh, he's going back and back and back, and you really think that she's done it, and yeah. that is it. And it, I'm I'm glad it, it didn't work out that way. But this is the part where when they're shooting, that these things actually do explode. Oh wow! And it's it's just so clever. Uh, you get the silver kind of. Because they change, obviously, because he does heal himself. But it's just brilliant. But, yeah, if she clicks a trigger, tries to reload, clicks it again, and there's nothing. And I think, isn't that part where he just waves his finger? It's as yeah. if, like, no, and it's really menacing. And it's one of, again, it's a, a rare occasion where he shows some kind of emotion. Mm. And then there's Harley comes on and saves the day, doesn't he? Yeah, and, and shoots him with a with the, it, I don't know what gun it is. It's like a, a grenade launcher, a mini grenade yeah, launcher. It is, yeah. yeah, it is. But then he turns into that thing again, like something from the film, the thing. Yes. He's split and his head's hanging with a, the, the look of shock on his face. It's a horrific shot. It really is. But it's so good. And he just falls into the uh, the liquid or the or the melt, isn't it? Oh, smelting pot, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, liquid metal. Yeah. And I like the fact that as he's dying, all the people he's killed and changed into appear and yeah. kind of rise yeah. up from the surface. That again, that's a, a, a horrible kind of sight. Even the foster mums there. Yeah, yeah proper, and, isn't it? And then his face kind of goes inside out, and then you see the face again. It's weird, isn't it? The way um, that, that metal face. Yeah, it's done so well. Again, visually, it's it's brilliant and it's so smooth. The special effects are brilliant, even now. That you can't fault them, can you? No, you can't. No, no. That face kind of reminds me of the face from Prometheus as well. That last. One. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah. Sort of the, the aliens. Mm. The alien race. That yeah, it was. So I don't know. It's weird if he used that type of thing later on. I don't know. No, yeah. it's so good. It, it really is. And it's interesting that not a lot of other things have done this, have they? Not that I can remember, like the liquid metal um, kind of special effects. No. no, I don't think they have, no, to be honest. But again, this did it so well and it was original, wasn't it? And it's like a lot of things. They can't, they haven't been able to do anything like this because it would just be a rip-off, wouldn't it? No, no, but yeah, but every Terminator since hasn't had the malevolence and, and, and the sheer this guy's going to kick Arnie's ass since this film. You look at all the other, like you had the Terminatrix, which was kind of like an amalgamation of them both. Never really seen that threatening. Um, you know, and, and then you had a, a, a Terminator Genesis, once again, no. And even in the new Terminator, Dark Fate, once again, no. It just wasn't the same. No, but like, yeah, like we said though, you think after this one, because they've covered all the bases, haven't they? There's, there's no need to everything. Yeah. You're like, how have you managed to cram this in? How, how have they done it? And I've never quite understood it. I know there's a story behind it. Yeah. It, should the franchise, should 
the franchise, from a storyline perspective, I'm not saying films, should have ended here. I mean, I mean, has the other films, I know we, haven't, we, we might go into them again, but have, have the other films, they've, Neil, do you think, and Stu, have they hurt the franchise a lot since this film? I think so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, are we are, I take it we are going to go and carry on reviewing the rest of the yeah. Marvel. Yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah, I'm going to have lost so much bile for them. Yeah, I, I think they did, and I, I don't really know much about the other ones. I mean, I've only I don't remember the the second or the, I remember the last one with Linda Hamilton. I remember that one. I watched that and I, I quite a few times, but the other ones I don't remember at all. But I, I don't know if James Cameron was he involved again? Did he come back and do any of them? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I like I like the idea of salvation, but what I would have done. With salvation, I wouldn't have continued the story. I would have done almost like a prequel to how they got to the first Terminator film because they won this, they won the battle, and how they got to the time machine, and it would have ended with Reese going back in time, maybe you know, mm. or something so like that. But I, but the, the stories are all covered. They've ended Judgment Day. Why continue that? It's such a nice ending. And I get if you want to continue the franchise in another way, there were other ways of doing it rather than um, cheapening the franchise, but uh, as some of the films will do. Do you think he had to die at the end of this? Because obviously the, the worst part, the sad part, is where yes. he's oh, he lowers horrendous. himself into it and he, he dies of a, a thumb up in the air. When, yeah, when grown men cried, I did as well. I cried at that yeah. again. Yeah. It, was, it was so good, wasn't it? It's it, But yeah, it had to, because that whole point was, I think he he was at the end of his journey with this, wasn't it? He'd done an amazing first one and he wanted to end the story. Yeah. And, you know, and it was nice that for once... They didn't leave it open-ending where they go, oh, there could be another one. And Well, that's what James Cameron, funny enough, that's what James Cameron yeah. did with Aliens as well. When you look at Aliens, you, uh, I mean, you know, that kind of ended quite nicely, didn't it? It did. As well. um, he yeah. has his story and he wants to end it and give the audiences, you know, a proper ending, a re- you know. And unfortunately, greed and people trying to shoehorn things. Yeah. Fuck it so up the, after that. So the end yeah. of this one, for me... I don't know, again, which versions we watched. It shows an aged Sarah Connor in the future, some kind of made-up future, where John Connor is a senator and his daughter there. That's the alternate ending that they never did. I really didn't. I I thought that was just... I know it's kind of an extra one, but I don't know why they even needed to bother showing it. I think it would have been easier to leave it to your imagination of what would have happened. Well, yeah. show some really weird kind of utopian future and her talking into a fucking microphone again, dictating what's going to happen. It's just yeah, I mean, that, that never got released. So that is that's uh, one of those alternate endings that thankfully they decided not to go with because right. it is shit. It is utter dog shit. I mean, from Arnold Schwarzenegger, when you look in 85, um, going from Commando and you've got Raw Deal, Predator, Running Man, Twins, Total Recall, Kindergarten Cop, and you've got, obviously, the, the Terminator, and then you've got True Lies. I mean, what do you think is his best film that he's done? I know it's hard to tell, but his kind of, his peak, what was it? I think Terminator 1 and 2, and probably the first uh, Predator for me. Oh, oh they're really? That was so yeah. good, though. Total Recall. Yeah, Total Recall Absolutely good. brilliant. Just groundbreaking in the sense of their cgi and stuff and the but what's good about everything. it is it's a conversation where you can have legit argument for i'll probably say at least half a dozen plus or more films you know so yeah. i think jingle all the way and that's it and, and, 
He was just the action hero, though, wasn't he, of the 80s and the early 90s? He was just, yeah. you know, he was the man to go to. Yeah. He I, did I think so, so many iconic films that yeah. you, could, you, know, you could watch over and over and over again. So a good film he did lately, because obviously it must be so hard for him to to get a film now because he's obviously his thing was that he was just so big and mm. when he, he tried to do what was with the expendables they're entertaining films they are entertaining yeah, yeah. but um they're, they're not great but killing gunther is really good film that's 2017 film that mm. was um uh netflix but that's really good oh okay, I'm not what about that. the films to you where he's uh I'm not seeing that one. The one I have, I wanted to see, but haven't. Where he's a sheriff. Oh, the Last Stand, that one. Is it, yeah, is that any good? Um, it's all right. It's got Johnny Knoxville in, I think. Oh, oh, oh never mind. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's, that's really yeah. that, isn't it? That's, yeah, he <laughs> takes on a drugs cartel. That's nothing special. But um, Killing Gunther's really, really good. But I, I love him in Predator. I think yeah. Predator is an amazing film with an amazing cast. Oh, what it's a so cast good. it is! Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Him and Carl Weathers together, I wish they would have done more stuff together. Yeah, yeah. that bit where they're um, arm wrestling in oh, midair. Just proper, what's what men are all about. You uh, know, it's I remember so, us so wrestling good. together and doing that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want me to kick off with the best bits and worst bits? And Go on. Go for it. We've um, got to know what the worst bit is already. Yeah, you've got it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't like... Um, Kids. Yeah, yeah, basically, full stop. So uh, I can give uh, stuff like the sound of music and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang ratings now. If you to say time, Harry Potter. Well. But you did like the Goonies, though. I did like the Goonies, yeah. yeah that's it's one of the few exceptions. Maybe. It is, yeah. Oh, you call me and on it's a good got day. some of the most annoying scenes in the world. Oh, it's so good. So good. It's fucking stupid inventions and shit. <laughs> Just want to oh my God. slap him with them. Fuck uh, uh, off. Fucking hell. I don't know. I don't know where Stu ends and Neil begins now. <laughs> Neil's like the That's often the case. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I just thought it was, apart from um, Furlong, I just thought it was all really good. I thought special effects, Arnie, everything, the story of coming in with a second film with so much expectation to, to do the film they did was so so good everyone was really on point linda hamilton was for robert patrick was the best terminator that they could have got i mean someone so different miles dyson was really good um i just thought it was great and i'd give this a five out of five i think it's such a good film oh, really, nice. really enjoyed good this man. i've watched it good man. this week i've watched it three times i was even dreaming about it last night so it's just crazy but it's such a good film so yeah it's five out of five action all the way excellent yeah i'd um i'd have to agree it's five out of five ten out of ten whatever you want to say um the, the whole film the story the what the special effects the actors even your most hated one i enjoyed all of them i don't think there was a weak point in it other than the continuity of his age um but i think that's that's the only bit really that sort of tarnishes it a little bit for me but i just love every single bit of it it was i've for many many years it was my most favorite ever film and i could watch it 
over and over again. I'd recommend it to anyone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, once again, five out of five. I think this is an example of how sequels work, where they build upon their, um, you know, the, the, the first films. Some have argued this is very similar to the first one. I don't think it is. Yes, it's a chase film, but it's, but it's so much different and so much fresher. Than, than, than obviously the film before it. Um, I think it's brilliant. I mean, I mean, it's up there, you know, with the greatest sequels of all time. Um, you know, you've got uh, you, you've got this. Obviously, you've got Aliens. You've got Empire. I mean, arguably, is that is that a planned trilogy or a sequel? I don't know. Um, uh, it's just it's just absolutely fantastic. And obviously, you got you got Gremlins to the new batch as well. Um, so. <laughs> okay. Mate, I'm, 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 I'm being I'm being I'm being freaking deadly serious. Oh. And Grease 2. Grease 2. Don't forget oh, Grease 2. Don't, don't. don't. <laughs> high School Musical as well. You've got High School Musical 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was two or high three better. Music. I don't know. I don't know. No, this is true. This is true. So, That's a really yeah. good point. I mean, this has got to be. I think between all of us, would we? Would you quite happily say this is one of your top ten films? Oh, all day long. Yeah? Me too. I don't know about uh, Stu. Uh, Stu? Um, I don't know. No, probably not. Oh, give, give, what is the top ten film for you? Give us an example, so we know you're we know your bearings. Guaranteed top ten films. It depends, what, I, it depends what kind of mood I'm in. But well, not those kind of films to do. <laughs> uh, <we're looking> at... <laughs> no, I mean, you've got films like I mean, Star Is Born, yeah. Yeah. I went and saw a Star Is Born. I mean, it must have been six or seven times at the cinema. Oh wow! wow. And again, The Greatest Showman. I can watch that probably every other day is so good so it's yeah, all looking into a kind of mood you're in i love the, lucy you know lucy is an amazing film i love lucy so yeah iron man and there's so many films raiders of the lost ark jaws i could watch jaws all the time i love jaws oh yeah okay yeah jaws. so what, what about it's so hard your top 10 sci-fi films oh without a doubt yeah without a doubt because it depends yeah. on the genre, doesn't it? Because there's there's millions of amazing films. Yeah. But it's you have to put it in a category, don't you? Really. Yeah, it's absolutely. It is an amazing film for what they did for the special effects. It's groundbreaking, and I don't think there'll be another film like that because I think a for what's been done has been done. I don't know mm. if they can make it any better. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, they've, agree. they've tried, haven't they? And it's not worked. You but know, it's sad, isn't it? They've tried to spin it out. But 2021, I think 2019 or 2020, the last Terminator film came out, and they peaked in 91. I mean, that's saying something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be sad they peaked they in 84, and they oh, just yeah. added to it in 84. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good argument. They're yeah. just as good as each other. They're slightly different because they've got different stories. They're similar stories, but different in the sense mm. of, the, you know, what how they've twisted it and added new stuff and made the CGI completely amazing but then you know greed becomes involved and they see how popular something is and terminator is massively popular there was comic books about it toys all sorts of things even a record which i bought and you know it's it's just trying to make something of something because they know they can and it's it's frustrating hollywood do it too much they either reinvent something that's already been done um, or they just keep making films until they're shit and no one wants to see them anymore. And it's frustrating. Yeah. You know, it, it just doesn't need to be done. No, they'll probably do that for this one as well. At some point, they'll probably try and remake it, which would be... Oh, for God's sake, I hope not. Travesty, wouldn't it, if they tried it to... Would be, 
it'd be absolutely criminal because there's no reason to do it whatsoever. No. Absolutely no reason. Like Total Recall, why would you make remake that? Oh god, Fucking why? Pointless. pointless. I mean, the, the film itself is not the worst film in the world, but yeah, why? Yeah, I, my my fears are going to try and remake Jaws, but they haven't yet. So. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I, do, I don't know what. It's been, so the next one, it's a Terminator Three. That Rise of the Machines is the next one. That's right, isn't it? It's a yeah. Terminator. Yes. <laughs> okay, so that will be next. Um, and then I think after that is what is it? Terminator Genesis. After Salvation's that, next. Salvation. So there's man. So we still got four films to go. Is that right? Dark yeah. Oh, Salvation, yeah, Genesis, and Rise of the Machines. Little bad. Man alive, that's going to be interesting to see which direction they go. Um, really, mate. They'll get one out, one out of five. The best bit was the credits. There you go. <laughs> done it. <laughs> I might love them. You know what I mean? I could be fighting. Yeah, I might love them. <laughs> You will love them because they haven't got children in them. And there you go. There you go. I give the next one a or the eight out of ten. So that's absolutely fine. <laughs> but if we if we can't do that because of um conflicting shift patterns, etc., etc., um the next film that I think we're gonna do, if you can't be there, Jay, yeah. is that we're gonna stay with Arnold Schwarzenegger. We're gonna go to 1986 and we're going to do raw deal oh, oh yes yeah so, if I can't, I'll, I'll be listening to that podcast uh but hopefully you'll get sacked be unemployed and you can make the next podcast um, that would be ideal i'll put in a word uh, yeah I'm, I'm fucking if i get unemployed i need the money i'm jumping off a bridge mate. i am i'll contact your employer no you must do these first before you do that yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. or at least pre, first. yeah, or at least pre-record them and send them so we can yeah. finish off the franchise of Terminator. <laughs> finish but, off the it's a massive franchise, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So think, next, yeah. if not, it'll be Raw Deal. But after that, it will be Terminator Three, which I'm really looking forward to talking about for so many different reasons. I really am, uh, because McGee did the next one, and McGee is famous for doing. The really shit, terrible. Don't uh, you say Charlie's Angels? Yes, I love that film. That's one it's of my favourite films. It's a guilty it's, pleasure. It's fucking terrible, but it's, a guilty it's got pleasure. three amazingly hot women in it. Yeah, which makes it a good film. Oh, I can't stand Cameron Diaz, honestly. What? How she's what? a star? I honestly don't know. Anyone who refers to himself as McGee is a complete tosser. Okay, Mukes. Well, yeah, I can't disagree with that. Are you going to call yourself McJ? Yeah, I am. Yes, I am. McJ, McN, and Mukes. McN. Yeah. Okay. You two are just such a couple of dicks. Tossers, I know. Yeah, you really are. But yeah, I mean, when you look, his name is just McG. That is it. Why they got him to do this film? It's just. Well, yeah, he, before Charlie's Angels, I think he became famous directing MTV films, MTV videos. So you're right. Um, it is a bit yeah. weird. Um, it's not as bad as Hans Christian Andersen that does. He made the really good Mortal Kombat, the first Resident Evil, and then went and then continued making bad films after that. Uh, the, you know, the, the Event Horizon guy. Yes, Event Horizon is an amazing film. I know. That one, really, really good. Such a good film. It is. Strange, but he did. It? Um, it, it was weird because. As you say, he, he was kind of doing like Pussycat Dolls and stuff like that and do, doing their videos. Mm. Um, well, you so, can see the similarities, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, see this one. I mean, he did kind of 
he was a producer of The Babysitter, which is a really good, fun, over-the-top, gory film. And then again, he did go on and um, link himself to the Lethal Weapon TV series, which is a sure way touch. Oh, no. Uh, killing one. And he, then he thought, I'm going to better myself. And now he's put his name to do a Turner and Hooch TV series as no, well. No, no. Oh, my God, no. Oh, why? This is my <sighs> point. Leave it a fucking load. You just well, don't uh, need to fucking do uh, it. God. Well, you say that. I, I thought the Sarah Connor Chronicles, the TV series, wasn't bad. So I'm I never saw it. I, so can't, I can't, can't comment. I can't the first, the first series is not... I, it, I'm not being funny. If you ever see it on Amazon Prime or Netflix and you have nothing to watch, which I know is quite rare these days, give it a go. It's not that bad. Uh, so, mm. And you've got, you've got um, Lena Heasley, you know, the woman from Game of Thrones and Dread. She she plays Sarah Connor, and I think she's one of. The, I think she's a really good Sarah Connor in it. Hmm. So well, she is a very go. good actress, to be fair. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. yeah. So it'll be McGee taking the lead for he was a director of Terminator Salvation as well. He was, yeah. He was the director of Terminator Salvation. So I think a lot of blame can be put towards him or someone who chose him to do that. It's interesting, because I quite like that film, but I think we'll be quite different on that one. Which one? Terminator Salvation. Is that the one with Christian yeah. Bale, is it? Yeah, it's the one that's set in the future. I quite enjoyed it because of the premise. Oh, there I are, like it. I said before, there are issues with it, but I... Yeah, I, it's, it's kind of like... One of my guilty pleasures, that film. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I know what you mean, Neil. When I watch that, I can't help but feel that, like kind of almost like a what if they'd done it slightly oh, differently. Or, yeah, you're right. Okay. So it's, still... it's interesting that you say... You watch Terminator Salvation as your guilty pleasure. I watch Hairspray, the musical. I love Hairspray. It's so good. You watch Hairspray. Hairspray. Oh, it's so good. You'll be saying you watch Mannequin next. That's a good. Oh, don't mess with that. Get old Kim Cattrall. Don't you mess with the mannequin. I've rattled him. Yeah, you have. I like that film. Christopher Walken in, it's got Michelle Pfeiffer, it's got John Travolta, it's just so, so good. It's got Queen Elizabeth. Are, are, are you trying to sell us Hairspray still? Oh, it's Hairspray's brilliant. And Mannequin as well, it's so good, it's a classic. I know, I'm just winding you up, I quite like Mannequin. But yeah, I was just so, trying to wind James up and it worked. But it did work, it worked straight, <laughs> mate, you got me good. <laughs> If for some reason anyone enjoyed this podcast, for some reason, we do have loads and loads of others. And for some reason, we're globally rated in the top 10%, which is even bizarre. But there's so many podcasts that you can check out. We Obviously, we're on our way doing the Terminator franchise. There is loads. There's just too many to mention. The YouTube channel, we've got loads on there as well. Every podcast we upload onto Android and iTunes, we upload onto... Um, YouTube as well. So just check us out. Leave a review. Go onto iTunes. Go onto um, the Film Real Cast and just leave us five stars. It'll help us get noticed and spread the word as well. So anyone could do that. That would be amazing. Five stars and we'd appreciate that. And all the downloads. Again, this month we've had over 25,000. It's the highest again this month. So it's great. It really has been good. And I think doing the Winter Soldier um, has helped as well because that was a huge series. What really, that, really good. What a series that was. Did you what ever watch any of James? Are you going to go and revisit it? No. <laughs> Fair enough. You can't get any. Uh, can't get any easier than that. I've got, I've got. I've got. I've got a problem with Disney at the moment. That's all. So. Oh, oh. Was James that because Bambi's Disney. mum died? 
<laughs> no, no, not because Bambi's mum died. No, yeah, I, 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 gen- I generally do. I generally think they they are not a very nice company. That's all. Oh, Have you cancelled your subscription now? Then no, because Michelle Michelle likes Disney, so she oh, pays well, for it. You're not that. Yeah, I know. About it, then are you? Um, fickle, <laughs> fickle, James. That's what you are. <laughs> I know, mate. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I need diet tango because I'm weak. I know. Um, <laughs> Um, no, no, no. What put me off it was that scene with the with the the, the, the nod to the racist police officer, and for that I was not needed, and it really, really put a bee in my bonnet, basically about that. I understand me, that. Mate, so. well, honestly, look past it. Yeah. I might do. Enjoy I might it do. for what it is, because I can promise you, it's one of the best series you'll watch. It's is so, it better it really than is. Scarlet Witch? What, as in Wonder Witch? The series. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, never saw um, it. So I it's completely it. different, honestly. It's, you, okay, it's if you so had hard. to watch one against you, which one would it be? Uh, watch both of them. No, mate, I'm gonna lend you my tweezers for sitting on that fence because I'd imagine you'd be there a while now. No, to honestly, that, no. You, when you've have you watched uh, Wonder Vision? No. So I can't really compare. It's hard to talk about it if you've not watched it because okay. one is about magic and it's so like mystic and it's linked to the multiverse of um, Doctor Strange and they kind of you've got characters like Mephisto and are these going to go in there um, and they lead they lead you down. Wait 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 wait, wait 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 I'm sorry I'm sorry. What characters? Well, you said characters like Mephisto. Yeah. And then and then and then straight after you said, are they going to go in there? I mean, like, mate, uh, that's yes. the worst choice of words. You've so filthy. So play that back, Mephisto, and are these going to go in there? Sorry, uh, he wasn't watching that, was he? He was watching uh, something uh, else. Oh, that. But they do... <laughs> that wasn't one division. They lead you <laughs> down the garden path. Are these going to go in there, dot com? Sorry, sorry. Uh, really well, whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier is an espionage, it's spy. It's very much okay. like film The Winter Soldier. So they're completely different beasts, so yeah. you can't really um, compare them, but... I enjoyed them both. I mean, uh, I mean, if, honestly, if it's like the Winter Soldier, the Winter Soldier, that was one of my favourite. That's still one of my favourite Marvel films. And it's like that, and they refer to it so much. And uh, Age of Ultron as well. I mean, if anybody hasn't seen them, they're both on um, our YouTube channel, the Film Wheel Cast, on the the playlists. We've got Wonder Vision and the film, uh, the uh, Winter Soldier. Watch them both. They're they're completely different. And even if you haven't seen them. The, the way it's explained um, in the YouTube video as well, that I've done it so you don't even have to watch the series because it, it's kind of explained visually as well because it's just so good. Honestly, you'd really, really enjoy it. It's great. And especially when you watch them all again. You've got characters like, no Jimmy Woo, who was in um, Ant-Man. He was this, uh, oh, yeah. F, uh, FBI agent. He comes into it and... And it's interesting because if you've watched them both, some of these minor characters um, are now becoming major characters. And it'll be interesting to see where Marvel will go because how are they going to make room for all of these major characters now? Because you've got um, Darcy. She was nothing in four, but now she's really coming to head. You've got Jimmy Woo's coming to head as well. And then you've got um, uh, Monica Rambo. So uh, all these characters... There's so many major characters, so it's been interesting to see how Marvel are going to juggle all of these characters so they all get some kind of screen time, you know? 
I don't know what they're going to do, but I could talk about Marvel for ages, as poor Neil knows about that. So <laughs> I've enjoyed every second of it, mate. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> anyway. Well, there we go, guys. This was supposed to be Terminator 2. Uh, yeah, um, there was a review in here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will let you close it down, boys. Go for it. Okay, Neil, take it away. Well, thank you for listening to us talk about Terminator 2 in some sort of weird way. And then off to Marvel. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you both. Hope you've all enjoyed it. Like Stu said, subscribe to us, leave us a comment, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Take care. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>